0: The following podcast is brought to you by the Creative Arts Curriculum Team from Secondary Learners Educational Standards Directorate of the New South Wales Department of Education. As we commence this podcast today, let us acknowledge the traditional custodians of all the lands on which this podcast will be played around New South Wales. Their art, storytelling, music and dance, along with all First Nations people, hold the memories, the traditions, the culture and hopes of Aboriginal Australia. Let us acknowledge with honour and respect our Elders past, present and future, especially those Aboriginal people in our presence today who have and still do guide us with their wisdom. Welcome to the Creative Cast podcast series. My name's Jackie King and I'm a Creative Arts Project Advisor with the New South Wales Department of Education. The area of discussion today is Let's Talk Topics. And today we'll be exploring some selected topics chosen by dance teachers for Stage 5 and also how they structure their co-curricular programs to engage Stage 4. Our first dance teacher today is Shay Atchison, who is a dance teacher at Orange High School and has been teaching there for the past 14 years. After learning her technique and stage presence through dance studios for many many years, Shay decided to take her training further and gained her Bachelor of Dance education through the Australian College of Physical Education. She has built the dance programme at Orange High School from the ground up and enjoys giving students of all levels and ability. The opportunity to perform and express themselves through dance. My second guest today is Amelia Morello who is the dance coordinator at East Hills Girls Technology High School. Prior to teaching Amelia professionally danced with Austin Mare Dance Theatre as a contemporary dancer before moving to the commercial dance industry. Amelia is the sole dance teacher at East Hills Girls and choreographs many extracurricular dance events including Wakakiri, In the Spotlight Dance Festival and Bankstown Dance Festival. Amelia is the Secretary for Dance Educators Professional Association, DEPA, creating professional development opportunities for other secondary dance teachers and advocating for the subject and its importance in the New South Wales curriculum. Shay and Amelia, welcome to the podcast and thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Shay, I'm going to start with you and ask, can you start us off by sharing a little bit about your school community and the place of dance in your school culture?
1: Yeah, uh, so we actually are really lucky in Orange to be blessed with a lot of dance studios in town as well that allows kids to do external dance classes. So it was really nice when I came to Orange High School to know that our kids had all these opportunities already outside of school and that I could then continue to build on it here at the actual high school. So we've got about 1,200 students at Orange High School and our dance program has a really great blend of girls and boys from year seven all the way to year twelve. Kids love it. And that's why that's why I love doing it. You know, it's it's great that they have the opportunity to do all of these really amazing performance opportunities that they get by doing dance at school.
0: And Amelia, for you, I'm assuming it's very similar that the students have opportunities to learn dancing outside of school. And I know that you have a fairly engaging co-curricular program that you've got going on as well. Could you share a little bit more about where dance fits into the school culture at your school and also a little bit about your school community?
2: Yeah, sure thing. So East Hills Girls Technology High School, we have around about 900 students. 15 of those students are Indigenous and 76% of those students have a background other than English. We are an all-girls high school and also a technology high school So there really is a large focus on utilising technology to really facilitate the education that happens within the classroom. There's also a strong focus on female education, so really empowering young women to achieve their personal best. And our school is underpinned by a culture of high expectations, and so that filters through every subject and every teaching classroom. Our values are curiosity, creative and critical thinking, generosity and honour, and our school motto is honour before reward. So students at our school are really encouraged to extend their talents and push their boundaries. And we focus on students maintaining a growth mindset. So dance sits within the Kappa faculty. We have stage five and dance classes within stage six. So we have classes from nine through to 12, but we also have a lot of stage four dance opportunities. So I run year seven dance during sport time. They're on a three week rotation. And I really focus on targeting stage four outcomes within that space. And then we also have another program called Project High School. So primary school students come from year six and come to our school for a day every Thursday and they take just creative arts, creative and performing arts subjects with us. And I've found that that has had a really positive effect when they enroll and come to our school the following year. They're already familiar with our faces and our teaching methods. And so they come straight into our extracurricular dance programs. In terms of our extracurricular dance programs, we do have a lot of opportunities and the girls themselves, they really are a range. There are a lot of dance studios within the area, but some students have never danced before and they're still invited to participate and really embrace opportunities that we have. So in the past, we have participated in Wakakiri. We also do state and regional dance festivals. I enter the girls in a, Stedfords, in a local Estedford every year. We do School Spectacular. And we also have an annual creative and performing arts showcase in Term 2, which we call Virtuoso. And we showcase dance, drama and music performances live. Uh, Last year in COVID, we also filmed that and shared that out to the community, which was lovely. And we also have visual arts and photography that are integrated into that space as well. Fantastic. That sounds
0: like a very busy extracurricular program that you've got going there and a huge calendar of events, which I know a lot of creative arts teachers end up taking on is a huge calendar of of lots of extracurricular events. So it sounds like you've got a very active extracurricular program happening there. I wanted to talk today, we're talking about topics that you teach in your dance classes. And so you've both touched on that you, you have stage five dance classes. So I thought we'd really focus on that today. So Amelia, are you able to start us off by sharing one of your favorite topics that you have taught to a stage five class?
2: Well, I have so many favorites, so I don't really know which ones to pick, but I'll, I'll try and share a few. And everything I do is backwards mapped from stage six. So I look at what we want the students to achieve in stage six, particularly in the HSE, and I work backwards from there. So as the dance curriculum is a spiral curriculum, we revise and revisit these concepts each time. So I really think about how can I lay the foundations of the core concepts first so that when they move into stage six, they've already got a really good grasp on what I would like them to learn. In terms of the units of work, the the best ones are the ones where there is a really interrelated study between performance, composition and appreciation. So my favourite one would have to be in Year 9 Dance. We do a unit called Deconstructing and Reconstructing Dance. In their prior units of learning, they've already learnt about performance and composition and a bit of appreciation separately. So they've been introduced to these um, core learning areas. And then in Term 3, they watch previous HSE prescribed work for study so there is a lot of resources out there so the girls begin by watching the work and then I teach them a section of the work they learn the choreography from that section and I really focus on performance quality As in term one, they've learnt about safe dance and dance technique. So I'm able to really focus on and isolate performance quality and how they can communicate an interpretation through their use of facial expression, quality of line, projection, focus. Students then have to, in groups or in pairs, manipulate the choreography and choose a new intention for that choreography. So they are really honing in on their compositional skills, but they already have a motif that has been established within the work that they can then manipulate using the 16 weights to manipulate a motif. And then students are required to write an essay um, answering how the choreographer has used space to communicate their intent. I find space is the easiest way in for students, particularly in year nine. And I really do heavily scaffold that essay response, and it is backwards matched from the HSC extended response. So students understand how to use language of description to describe the movement, and then they use language of representation to interpret the meaning of the movement. Fantastic! I really love how your unit is called deconstruct,
0: reconstruct. It's obviously one of the elements within Aboriginal pedagogies, or formerly known as the Eight Ways. So really breaking down those works and then redoing them is, is, really important and like a really great way to engage students which is fantastic and also the fact that you're backwards mapping from stage six as well and using a past course prescription is really awesome. Shay, would you be able to share one of your favourite topics that you teach with your students at Orange High School?
1: So I'm similar to Amelia where everything is kind of mapped to being able to continue on into stage six and it's all about that continuum for that programming and that scope and sequence from year nine into year 12 I think that my favorite place to start is purely just at the very start I love that moment where you've got kids in there that haven't done you know some of them have never danced before some of them have danced since they were like four you know and and they come in and to just explain the way the body moves and how we move like that and why the body moves like that and how we do that safely I think is my favorite part of it it's that you know they get those moments where they go aha like I understand what that means and oh I can I can physically feel that muscle moving when you have placed me in that lunge or for me it's that moment it's those light bulb moments for the kids and the enjoyment that they get from actually having a greater understanding you know there's lots of kids that can kick their leg but they don't quite understand how it gets there so for me that that initial kind of safe and sound you know I call it is all about you know your safe dance practice and how the actual body is moving in regards to your anatomy for that to happen, that leads further into that dance technique and uh, performance quality that they then start to learn from with movement on stage and being able to do all of their, you know, all of their uh, performance opportunities that they get to do. And towards the end of that unit, I start to kind of incorporate the use of the elements of dance in regards to a little bit of compositional work where they don't quite realise that's what they're doing, but they will start to manipulate the movement. Say if we've started a performance dance, they start to manipulate that using the elements of dance, so space, time and dynamics, so that without them even realising they're manipulating movement, already before you have to say to them okay this is composition and this is why we start here uh, they're already getting those skills to go into that so I think that's my favorite place to start for E nine is just I, I just love starting from scratch and starting from the very start
0: yeah I was going to ask how you both incorporate things like safe dance practice and the elements of dance, but I feel like you've both really covered that there. The syllabus says that dance is obviously to be studied through the practices and the elements of dance and that the units need to be sort of broad and have an overview of each of those practices. And dance styles are more considered as a vehicle through which those content areas are through which those content areas are studied. Do you have any particular dance styles or do you look at different dance styles within your, within the topics that you study, Shay?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we'd look at quite a lot of different dance styles. And I think the great thing about dance in schools and the ability for kids to do it here in school is that it can be manipulated and changed to suit their specific style that they might be most comfortable with or strong in and that you can start to work with those kids to work out you know they may have a greater dynamic quality that they would rather use than someone next to them and and the movement gives them the ability to really convey what they want to show through that interpretation of the movement the dance styles you and I start with kind of like just your modern dance and your jazz dance pioneers and we and we look about, we talk about dance and where that came from and how it got there for those specific styles. And it depends on the students that I have in my classroom as to what other styles will then go into. So, for example, this year I have a student uh, from India. So, she's only been in the country about 12 months, but she was really happy to stand up. And, you know, she was, she's been doing some Indian uh, dance warm-ups with us and bringing her cultural dance into it as well. And we have quite a high Indigenous intake, too, of students that are happy to come in and do some movement around their traditional Aboriginal dance which is really nice and I think that's important to focus on the cultures of the kids in the classroom to help that engagement of them as well and I just love musical theatre too so musical theatre is always thrown in there every time and the kids enjoy that too it gives them a bit more you know a bit more freedom and a bit of fun so yeah I do I try to cover a few it just depends on what what I see in front of me for the year and what class I've
0: got. Fantastic. Music theatre is my favourite style. When I'm talking drama, when I'm talking music, and now when I'm talking dance, (laughs) I love, 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 love love music theatre. It's my home away from home. So I'm glad that you've thrown that in. I love how you've spoken about giving the students in your classroom or or how it increases engagement when students in your classroom are, are sort of allowed to be the experts and they're allowed to show people what they're, they're strong at, what, what styles of dance they're strong at. Amelia, do you have the same sort of abilities, I guess, with the, with the students in your, your classes that they're able to, I guess, be the expert and show off their various styles of dance that they're strong at?
2: Students are definitely, they come as a range, so their interests really differ. What I do find is that the students really do love commercial dance. And so when we look at Year 10 history of dance, we look at firstly ballet, then contemporary, and then we move into jazz. And so I like to look at both ends of um, contemporary and jazz. So starting with the pioneers of contemporary dance um, and really exposing them to Martha Graham and Doris Humphrey, but then moving into the commercial contemporary that we see today. So the students are definitely exposed to that, but I also ensure that I go and take open dance classes so that I'm constantly upskilling and that the movements that I bring to them are, are something that interests them. But yes, they definitely take in turns teaching skills to the class that we can integrate into our class performances mainly in style of contemporary and then commercial jazz as well. So you've both
0: talked about some of the co-curricular programs that you run particularly in stage four as you don't have like actual dance classes in stage four. So I'm wondering if through these programs that you do you have sort of any opportunity to be introducing some of those elements of the syllabus, some some terminology like your elements of dance or some safe dance practice ideas in that. Shay, are you able to talk to your programs first?
1: Yeah, I definitely do introduce those elements. It's probably a much more simpler idea of them, um, and it might more just be about mainly that performance quality that use of projection or that um, quality of line and extending through the limbs and things like that I do talk about safe dance practice quite a lot it doesn't yeah it doesn't matter what year it is but you know just as simple as like take your socks off the floor's is really si- slippery you know they still have an understanding of why we make those choices and why we do those things even early on I'm really lucky with my extracurricular it's just it's the only way that I would get electives up by running extra critical ensembles for year seven and eight. And unfortunately, it doesn't fit on a timetable. Um, so I'm here every morning at eight o'clock to run those ensembles to try and make sure that this program keeps building it. at at orange high school Um, but i also utilize some senior students to do that as well especially the kids that are coming through doing stage six dance all those ones in stage five that i know are going to come through and do stage six i think it gives them a greater opportunity for composition choreographing movement um, having the ability to teach other dancers and it builds those skills and their confidence and i think then those younger students the year seven and eight students actually look up to the senior students and think, oh, I want to be that person one day. And that that gives me something to build towards uh, for dance. So yeah, I am in there constantly having those conversations about safe dance practice and technique and performance quality, Uh, but it's nice for also the kids to be taught by their own uh, peers as well, to give them that confidence and help build those skills as well.
0: And Amelia, you even have the opportunity to be starting to build that uh, language of dance and, and that interest in dance with your your program for students in year six so can you tell us a little bit how that works and how you're able to start building in some of those syllabus ideas into your year six program
2: Yeah so when students come to us on a Thursday I have two hours with them to teach dance to them which is really great. I usually focus one hour on performance and one hour on composition and sometimes if I have the space I can do a short analysis with the students as well. I have a set warm-up that I change year to year so I do that from seventh Through to 12, and also with Project High School. So, the language that I'm using as I describe the movement, I'm really modeling uh, the language of the syllabus. So, as I'm explaining, you know, extending my arm out, completing the quality of line. So, whilst I'm modeling that physically and verbally, they start to get familiar with these terms. In Project High School, we start with performance and I did a work with them recently where they all had pillows. And so they did a lot of movement that was based on the floor and floor work in the contemporary style. So I was really able to build that foundation and also focus on alignment, transfer of weight, off-centred movements as well, which was really great. In terms of composition, I'll move across to U7. So when I see U7 three times of rotation during sport, I'm really lucky because I get to teach visual arts and music and English and dance at East Hills. So I can find a lot of really beautiful cross-curricular opportunities. So U7, for example, in English and in visual arts, We look at symbolism, so visual techniques in English. And then in visual arts, we look at color psychology with Matisse and the way that he uses color to express emotion. So when I get those students in year seven for dance, we look at the clip inside out where her emotions are introduced for the first time and they're associated with colors. And afterwards we brainstorm and I think brainstorming on a whiteboard really visually for students before moving into a composition task is really helpful for them. So we categorize the emotions in colors and we brainstorm the associated emotions. And then from there, the students need to create three to four shapes based on that emotion and they generally are quite literal. But then as we move through, I get them to experiment with varying levels, shapes, changing the pathways of the arms. Then after that, I get them to connect the movements together. And if I can can extend it further, I'll get them to change the dynamic. And then there's the possibility there to partner them up. So they've done that as a solo. We can partner them up and go through complementary and contrasting shapes. So we could partner two different emotions and talk about, you know, how they can interact together as well.
0: Gee, you must be very busy, Amelia, if you're teaching visual arts, music, English plus being the dance coordinator and doing all of that extracurricular plus your dance classes in stage five and six.
2: Yeah, I'm very busy, but I'm sure you can tell I'm, I'm passionate. And I absolutely love it. And I, I think that to be honest, I think this is the life of every dance teacher. It usually is just one of us. So yeah, I think that's yeah, the reality of choosing this subject at uni. Sometimes I know I'm
0: going to refer to the, the drama podcast that we recently released and they said that sometimes it's a blessing and a curse. So yeah, like we were talking about before the podcast, it's, it's hard because you're not, you don't have people to bounce off, but I guess you do get to really know your students and because it, particularly you, giving, given that you're in stage four teaching across a, a range of subjects, you, you're really getting to know them and be able to integrate their learning something that I think is really important in dance is obviously being able to communicate various ideas and you've touched on emotions with inside out as well and I love that movie how it breaks down emotions for people or for for children can you talk about how you are able to get that out of students how you can use sort of scaffold or or give them opportunities to be able to communicate and express themselves through their composition and through their performance in dance?
1: I think composition, when you look at uh, the elective itself, I'd say that the majority of kids mostly struggle with composition, especially, this is probably really broad, but especially those kids that have... Incredible technique and performance quality, and have been dancing their whole lives it 's really hard for them to personalize an abstract movement and I think that 's probably the first struggle that they face is if, is it having to be about something them having to create a concept intent and have a motif that m- movement's manipulated from so I think just really i I kind of focus m- mostly to begin with on that use of stimulus and even though you may visually see something and that gives you an idea if we delve a little bit deeper and, and what else can we get out of that idea um and the stimulus is, is purely only that just a stimulus and then how how else what else can we convey through what what we want to show the audience and then those just uh really simple well not simple but you know those tasks with Just working with space. So, like Amelia was saying, with the use of a shape to begin with, and then we're going to extend through that, and then extend through that. And I like to kind of give them a whole heap of different ideas to begin with. You know, we we might start with a brainstorm—things that people like to dance about, or how they're feeling, or what they've seen today, or what they've heard. Auditory is always a really interesting one too, because if you're all lay down and you all close your eyes and listen, the amount of different answers that you get from that, and what people are actually tuning into, is quite interesting to see what the kids are hearing and what they're focusing on. And so that ability then for them to convey what they're feeling or what they're hearing or what they're seeing into movement, I think is where they start to struggle a little bit. So that kind of simple shapes into that transition of moving that, that movement through a phrase or a sequence gets them moving. And I think sometimes the roadblock is what, you know, they, they get to a certain point and then they kind of get this roadblock and they get stuck. So, I think having them work as pairs. So in year 9, for example, we do a compositional task where it's as a group task. And we may, and it's around the stimulus of a fairy tale. So everyone knows fairy tales. Everyone has their favourite. Everyone can then kind of piece together from a character that they like and want to convey or the storyline, the underlying storyline that's coming. There's so much to look at in regards to what's happening within the fairy tale that they can pull enough from. And then when it gets to year 10, we do um, like art as a stimulus creating looking at artwork finding a painting or a photograph or a statue or a sculpture that they find that they're really connecting with and then we look at that in depth of well, what can we convey through that what does that say what do we want the audience to see and once they have the ability to move past that well I don't know what I'm dancing about like once they kind of get that concept intent they have the ability to move past that the movement becomes more free and more uh, personalized if they can they can connect with that concept or that intent that they're trying to convey so that makes it easier for them to do that.
0: Fantastic and Amelia do you have any go-to activities or getting students to really communicate uh, through their dance composition?
2: Yeah, I really agree with Shay in that composition definitely is something that students struggle with most. Particularly, I find students' exposure to dance as being the, the studio culture where it is really just showcasing technical strengths. So when students come in year seven, if they are involved in the extracurricular dance opportunities I'm constantly modeling composition and I get them involved in that choreographic process so I show them my starting point and my stimulus I show them how I arrive at a motif and then from there I give them choreographic tasks they then need to complete either in groups or as a solo and they're constantly feeding back and sharing this movement and then after weeks of generating that movement as a class we then start to pick and select and refine that movement. So starting that first in the extracurricular program is really good for students because then when they hit my class in year 9 they already know what a motif is and they already know a little bit about how to manipulate movement. Exploration and improvisation for students can be really scary, especially if you use that word improvisation. When I started at East Hills in 2018, the students were absolutely terrified to improvise. If I said that word like, if looks could kill honestly like they just they really dislike it so I got to the point where I'd have to turn the lights off shut the curtains get them to spread out as much as possible so I started to think how can I change and shift this culture around improvisation so I have an incursion that happens in term four of every year Um, students who choose dance in year 8 who are about to do it in year 9 of the following year are invited along with all of the students in elective dance and so i usually get a youth dance company to come and they go through composition basics and tasking and that's a really nice safe and supportive environment for students to really experiment and know that that's not attached to a grade or an outcome but they just they just get to play and explore so when they come in year 9 they're asking me, can we do what we did last year? They're really, they're really keen to do improvisation.
0: One last question on what you teach in stage five is: could you tell us about a task that you have designed for your stage five students that really starts to prepare them, I guess, for that stage six course, either in terms of performance, composition, or appreciation, and and how you sort of bring out the elements of dance and safe dance practice with them?
1: So my probably favorite topic or unit that I do in year 10 is actually dance for film. So I've only started doing this probably in a bit more depth in the last couple of years as dance for film was becoming more uh, prominent in the major study choices for students in stage six. I think that it has so many elements in it that the that the students have worked towards already that it allows them to kind of just have a little snapshot or a little, you know, bit of a blink at, at what another opportunity could be for them into stage six for their major study. So obviously it incorporates all of your dance techniques, safe dance practice and performance quality. The kids need to move, they need to be dancing, you need to see movement. But then they're also incorporating those compositional skills into creating this work you know they're choosing a concept intent they're looking at motif they're driving all of their phrases from that motif manipulating those elements of dance for that to happen and then they have signing part of putting all of their film elements and components into that as well so I kind of start with teaching those simple camera angles and we look at other dance works professional works or our prescribed old prescribed works that Uh, We'll break it down and look at why those angles have been used and what they're conveying to the audience and how we would use that angle or that shot that we're choosing to do or the lighting or the setting that they've chosen to do. And we kind of incorporate that dance analysis as well as all of those performance and composition elements into that the kids love it they love being in front of a camera most of their life these days is with their phone in their hand and filming each other so I feel like it brings us back from the TikToks and actually brings us back into that engagement of movement that they need to be creating from um, motif and from concept intent and it also allows them to kind of show off a bit of their technique and their safe dance practice as well.
0: And Amelia have you got a a go-to task or a favorite task that you'd like to share with us that sort of starts to prepare your students in stage five for stage six?
2: Yeah, usually as we move towards the end of year 10 dance in term four, I like to teach students the core performance dance that the HSC students have just finished performing. So they, the girls have seen the HSC class perform their work at Virtuoso. So when I tell them that they're going to learn it, they get really excited. And then from there, I really like to model the interview process through the journal. So the journal is backwards mapped from stage six all the way through to stage five, really modelling what kind of interview response that is expected of them in core performance. So we will pull out three or four body skills within the dance that they have learnt and then as a class write into a shared Google document analysing the use of safe dance, dance technique and performance quality and then getting them to really understand the links across the, curric- across the syllabus with dance technique and performance quality and how alignment affects quality of line, strength, flexibility, affects control, that kind of thing. And I love that they're
0: going to to learn... Something that they've seen as well, the other students doing, I'm sure they would get very excited about that. My final question for you both today is why is dance important to your students in your school?
1: Uh, I think that dance is important. To the students, because I think it allows them to have a creative outlet, it allows them to have something that they love doing, that they're passionate about, that they can move their bodies every day, mostly depending on timetabling, but mostly you see them every day. And it just gives them that opportunity to have that creative outlet and express themselves through dance and I, th- I think that really helps when it comes to um, the stresses of others, other subjects or just teenage life in general I think it gives them that out yeah
0: I love that that it gives them that creative outlet and and it's a de-stress as well uh, we all know that movement produces endorphins and that's happy people and so I, I really love that dance gives them the opportunity to do that. Amelia why is dance important to your students at East Hills
2: Girls? The girls are very passionate about dance a lot of them come already with a dance background but even the students who don't have a dance background uh, as soon as they are exposed, they love it and they come back to the studio again and again. They love getting up on stage and performing for their parents. And I also feel like students in dance, they, they build their resilience in in dance. In other subjects, I find like in English, for example, they write their essay, and they go, I'm done. And getting them to work at something, it can be really challenging. Whereas when they come into the dance classroom, they know that it's an ongoing process, and they want to do better than what they did yesterday and I don't have to say that to them that's something that they want and so yeah, that passion and that drive really radiates through them and I really believe that this course really fosters that that resilience and that hard working um, mindset that that you can then take into the rest of your life like I feel like this HSC dance course built me and the person that I am today and it's it's so beautiful when you can see those kids that are touched by this course and you know that they're on that path and that journey within their life they're going to continue to work hard because of dance
0: that is beautiful and I really love how you've connected with your own study of dance there and how important that was to you and and clearly that passion drives through and overflows to your students as well Shay and Amelia, thank you so much for joining us today and taking some time to share with us what you do in your schools, some of the topics and the tasks that you do with your students in your schools. I know it's You're both very busy being the sole dance teacher in your schools, running all of these extra programs, but I'm sure your students really appreciate what you do and hopefully our listeners today will also appreciate the time that you've taken to be able to share a bit of what you do with us today. So thank you very much for joining the Creative Cast Podcast.
2: Thank you so much for having us. And this
0: podcast was brought to you by the Creative Arts Curriculum Team of Secondary Learners Educational Standards Directorate of the New South Wales Department of Education. Get involved in the conversation by joining our statewide staff room through the link in the show notes or email our Creative Arts Curriculum Advisor, Catherine Horvat, at creativearts7-12 at nsw. Dot edu.au. The music for this podcast was composed by Alex Manton and audio production by Jason King.